time for Cigar Talk, the fastest growing cigar show in the nation. Whether you're a new cigar enthusiast or a cigar aficionado, we have something for everyone, bringing you the best interviews, cigar reviews, and weekly giveaways. So grab yourself a cigar. It's time to light them up. Hey, welcome back to Cigar Talk. I'm your host, Rob Jones. We have co-host Bryant Falconer in the studio today. How you doing today, Bryant? Hey, man, I'm doing good, doing good. So, let's get right to what are we smoking. Today, I'm smoking CAO Flathead V19. Okay, that's that new... Uh, oh, yeah. How man. you liking that? I'm liking it. It's a medium to bow. No pepper right yet. Still in the first third of it. But it's got a good earthy t- uh, taste to it. Leathery. What what's the size on that box press? It looks like about a fifty six fifty eight box press. It's a fifty eight fifty six. Yeah, it's a nice uh, it's a nice stick, bro. Yeah, nice I like stick. that wrapper, man. Nice yes, dark oily. Yes, dark and oily. Tastes good. Feels good. It had great construction. Ash fell off on me, but uh, we gonna make it. <laughs> there you go. And I'm smoking a medallia. Big surprise, right? Hey, stay with the best. Hey, man. It's like. <laughs> You know, I, I keep telling everybody at the Leaf and everybody that I run into, if you want to try a cigar that just rocks my world, yeah, the yeah. medallion is it. Yeah. I mean. It's that perfect go-to. Dude, it has so many complexity changes in the profile. It works with coffee. It works with whiskey it works with bourbon it's just a it's just a great go-to stick man yeah i i can't get enough of these i'm gonna tell you right now i really enjoy these yeah, yeah. and uh speaking of mccallif uh-huh. that is our sponsor yes it is and uh you know the funny thing is people might think that we talk good about mccallif because they're our sponsor but the fact of the matter is if they were not our sponsor i'd still be smoking these mccallif uh medallions like they're going out of style we were talking about them before they became our sponsor true true yeah <laughs> you know in fact before they even became our sponsor, they are responsible for me being able to develop my palate with all the different profiles. How's that scotch you're trying over Woo! there? Baby, this is, oh, you can taste it all. Really? It's got a great uh, flavor profile, man. The cocoa. Mm, I'm liking this. What is this again? That is James Buchanan scotch. 18 year old oh yes this is this is great man see see that's your first time to have scotch <laughs> oh, yeah. huh? nice. and i'm sitting back like wait a minute <laughs> <laughs> easy easy big boy. very easy so very easy uh yeah and i'm drinking the McAuliffe riata oh pecan, pecan coffee. coffee oh dude yeah. i got some of that yesterday <laughs> came in finally good and i tell you what it was well worth the wait. Okay, okay. Me and my wife have just been like in heaven. In fact, my wife made some kind of uh, cinnamon pastry something earlier today. Uh-huh. And it was like, I couldn't wait to get that cinnamon pastry with this pecan with that, coffee. Yeah. Oh, and then with the medallion. Oh, talk yeah. about heaven, man. man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So anyway, yeah. So speaking of McAuliffe. Again. Yeah. <laughs> see, we get so lost in what we're talking about. Hey. So anyway, it's, it's just an honor to have them as our sponsor because mm-hmm. like I was saying earlier, it was because of their cigar line with all the different profiles they offer okay. that I actually took that journey to have my palate adapt 
two different types of cigars. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Because, you know, I used to be just bold, 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 yes, bold all yes, the time. Yes, And, you know, what? don't get me wrong. I still enjoy a good, bold cigar from time to time, but that's not like every cigar. Yeah, I got you. Because I tell you what, after doing that for so long, that just wore my palate I out. Hear you. I hear you. You know what I mean? It'd be like if you were eating Mexican food every day. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I can almost eat Mexican food every day. <laughs> don't get me wrong. But I got to change it up from tacos to enchiladas. To enchiladas. I couldn't <laughs> eat tacos every, every day. day right? Every day. I hear you, man. It's just like they say. You don't know what a rich tastes like if you keep eating saltines right. every day. Exactly. <laughs> oh, and we need to make one more announcement. Uh, starting next week, we're moving to a new time slot. We'll actually be releasing the show sometime Sunday night before Monday morning. So don't think we've gone away when you don't see us come out next Saturday. We will be out Monday mornings. I've got my new schedule, so I'll be doing the editing on Sundays. So we'll be having the show come out Monday morning. So, And also, we want to bring up uh, the uh, Cigar and Spirits Festival yes, that's going to be at the Shack on Panther Island, October 12th. That's up in Fort Worth. And it's going to be like all these different distributors, different spirit, and also a bunch of different cigar manufacturers. Okay. okay. So basically, it's going to be a big festival, and in we're going to be there. Yeah, we're, we're actually going to do a yeah. show from yes, the event. Sir. I'll be there. So we want you guys to come by, say hello. Uh, we'd love to, you know, if we're actually doing the show when you come by, man, we'll have you just sit down and yes. get right on it, man. That's what it's about, man. The community, bro. Yeah. Bringing them in, bringing them in. And we, we love sitting down talking oh, yes. to people and finding out what they're smoking and where they smoke. So anyway, we want to invite you out. Come out and see us if you get the opportunity. We'll have a link on our website uh, for the event. So you can go by our website. It'll be the uh, Cigar and Spirits Festival. Just follow the link. You can see, and hopefully we'll see you there. Oh, and hey, guys, we got a special guest coming up tonight, Mike from Albany, New York. He is a McAuliffe ambassador. We want to get a little history on him, find out how he got smoking, where he smokes, and what McAuliffe cigars he likes. Uh, I know I'm a big fan, and I've talked to him a little bit. I know he is, and he's got some great stories, so we'll be talking to him as well. Anyway, let's get to the meat of the show. Yes, sir. And today we're going to be talking about the top five cutters. Come on. Cigar Come cutters. On. Come on. So, for me, I, I personally think the best cutter that's out there is the Zycar XO. Hey, I'm there with you. You know what I mean? Yeah, because I even I carry one. I have yeah, one. And, and the thing about it is, what I love about that cutter mm -hmm. the most, okay, is that it's a double guillotine. Uh-huh. It doesn't rely on your oh, skill oh, oh no. to equally apply pressure on both sides. You can apply more pressure on one side than the other, and it doesn't matter because the gears that control yes. the blades mm -hmm. keep the cut even. Even, and it's a smooth stroke. You don't worry about cutting your cap off or tearing or ripping. It's just I have not had a terrible cut with my XO. I haven't. No, I agree. I, I think that's the best cutter. I've purchased two of them. Mm -hmm. I love those. I highly recommend them. Mm -hmm. And I think you can buy those anywhere in the neighborhood of about 75 bucks to about 125 bucks, depending on which model you that's get. That's correct. That is correct. So those are great. And I know uh, you're a big fan of uh, the V-Cutter. Yes, which sir. one? Which, which V-Cutter do you prefer? The V-Cutter that I prefer is the Calibri V-Cutter. And I'll tell you what, that thing is <laughs> solid yeah, i like the way you said that thing <laughs> well yeah it's, it's like it is it's, it's a brick it's a brick it's it's uh, constructed perfectly for me because it fits in your hand it's solid but <laughs> when you put your stick yeah into don't it, stick your yeah. stick in <laughs> you put your stick in there and you press that lever man it gives you a perfect deep v and i'm not i'm, I'm I not a v-cut guy but not. let me tell you what mm -hmm. i do like about this cutter come on 
It's a deep V-cut. Oh, yes, v -cut. it's deep, man. I can't stand the idea of a shallow V-cut. I'm like, why bother? <laughs> yeah, Just that's bite true. the tip off yes, and go to smoking. Go Clint Eastwood and right. move on. Yeah, but, but I love it. I, if I was going to use one, that's the one yeah, I would yes, use. Yes, because, sir. man, when you hold it in your hand, I mean, it feels like it weighs two pounds. It's solid. <laughs> yes, sir. It, you can tell it's great construction, construction. Yes. good quality. Yes. It's, a, it's a great cutter, and I, I, I truly appreciate it. I, it's my perfect V cutter. That's the only one I want. Well, and that brings me up to the next cutter. Uh -huh. And I would say, and it's not something that I use, but if you're a beginner, mm -hmm. I think it's a great idea to have one of the perfect cutters. Okay. That's what they're called. And have you, do you know what the perfect no, cutter sir, is? I haven't seen it. Okay. So the perfect cutter is a guillotine cut, mm -hmm. but you can't put the cigar through it. Oh, it, it There's ensures. a back. Yeah. Right. Okay. So when you put the cigar in, it won't allow you to cut the cap off. Okay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That is perfect, especially for a beginner. For a yeah. beginner, it's, it's yeah. a no-brainer. Yeah. I mean, you put it in there and snip it, and for Ooh, some wow. reason, if it doesn't cut enough, you can just reclip it. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Okay. It just doesn't allow you to cut too much off. Good, good. So for that a is perfect for a beginner. Yeah, absolutely. Now, the other cutter that I really like, and it's only on certain cigars, I like to use a punch on those. And this particular cutter, if I'm going to go to a punch, I love this. It's the Zycar 11 millimeter spark plug punch. Yeah, I'm looking at and that it now. looks like. And what I love about it, two things. Here's one of the things that I hate about a punch okay you know most of them fit on your keychain key yeah and then which part of the cutter is not on the keychain the cutter, cutter yeah and which part do you always lose the, the cutter. cutter yeah so when you have this it just twists that spark plug like where you have oh, that okay. twist and the punch actually twists out i like that yeah and, like and it's that. fantastic and it's 11 millimeters so you're getting a really large, large punch cut, yeah. right so that's number four on the list. So I'm going to let you top it off with number five. Oh, let me just say that that Zycar spark plug punch comes in like a chrome blue, like it looks like a regular yeah. spark plug. And then the other one is red and black. Yeah, I saw the which red I and black. For, one. you know, yeah. guns up Red Raiders. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Lovick. <laughs> had, to get, had to get that in there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. My number five would be the blinking cigar cutter. And it's a, it's a guillotine cutter, but it's... It's stainless steel and it's not pricey. Like, what's the price point on it? You're going anywhere from five dollars to fifteen. And you know what? That's a great cutter That's too, a great cutter. especially when you're traveling. Yeah. Because I'll tell you right now, I'm I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed. <laughs> uh oh. But I have lost an XO cutter. Oh my! And goodness. you know, hey, and I can't say anything because you remember you I lost, yeah, I yeah. lost mine, and I was petrified I mean, for a while. And you know, the the bad thing for me is a lot of times when I'm going to hang out at the lounge, uh -huh. I'm dressed comfortable. I'm in my khaki uh, long shorts, shorts <laughs> and these big pockets. Yes, your Zycar XO's round. It just rolls right out into the mm -hmm. cushion. So anyway, I've lost one of those, so I don't travel with my XO that I have left. Okay, and so a five to fifteen dollar cutter. That's a great that's travel cutter. That's a great cutter. travel cutter, yeah. And that's what I look at it. And then it's stainless steel. It's not plastic. It's something that, that's sturdy, good construction you can keep with you. And like I said, same thing you said. It's great for travel. If I lose it, I'm not upset about that. Right. I'm not upset. Versus $80, $90 losing my, my Zycar. Yeah, trust me. I know. Yeah. So, you know, what's funny that you mentioned the plastic cutters is uh, I was talking to Paul from the 5150. Uh-huh. And he actually had an Oliva cutter that was the uh, hard plastic. Yeah. 
and it split right down the middle. Uh, now, he used it for about a year, okay. and he got it for free. Yeah. So, you know, he can't complain too much, yeah. but those plastic cutters are not made to forever. last forever. No, they're not forever. To where the Zycar XO and those all-metal oh, metal cutters, cutters yeah. they'll last you a lifetime. Tell the truth. As long as you keep up with them. Tell the truth. <laughs> you say as long as you keep up with them. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, anyway, guys, that's our top five cutters. Uh, if you have different cutters that you would recommend, now, I will say before we move on, Mm-hmm. There is a cutter that I've been oh, seeing yeah. around Instagram, and it's from Italy, I believe. And I don't remember the name of it. It's like Lisum or something like that. Okay. Anyway, it looks like a pocket knife, but uh-huh. the, but there's uh, like a groove, the shape of a cigar that you would stick your cigar in the side uh-huh. and then lower the blade down to make the cut. True guillotine. I, I, and you know what? It's a beautiful cutter. Okay. And I checked on them, and I think the price starts at like four fifty. Oh, I'm done then. Yeah, and I was like, because when I first saw them, I was like, "That's a beautiful cutter." Ooh. And then I was like, "I'm gonna go check them out," and I was like, "Ooh, four hundred and thirty dollars? I don't think so." Ooh. So Ooh. I would love. Hey, if if you represent that company and you want to throw us one, we'd love you to have sure one. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, let's move on to uh, Cigar Rights of America. Cigar we haven't Rights talked about America. them in a few oh, weeks, but they've been working, man. Yeah. You know what? There's a lot of stuff going on right yes, now. Sir. And I tell you what, I was reading an article. Uh, I, I think I said something about it a few weeks ago, but Glenn Loop reported from Cigar Rights of America that they have passed the graphics on the cigar yeah. boxes. And, you know, they're going to put all kinds of horrific images so that we don't want to smoke cigars or whatever. It's You're not right. going to be effective. Not uh, at all. It's just basically ruining the art that goes into creating those beautiful boxes. And that's all it is. That's all it's doing. Because it's not going to stop me. It's not. Teenagers are not walking into the cigar shop buying boxes of cigars. And I explain this. That will draw them to it because teenagers, that's 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 something fun to them. Oh, look at this. Look at this. Now you've highlighted that box. You've made it taboo even more. So my, my thought process is, how many teenagers do you know that can afford a box of cigars? Uh, not very many. Not that many. <laughs> yeah. You know, I sure couldn't have. So anyway, uh, definitely go by and we'll have a link on the website for Cigar Rights of America. And uh, you got to support them, man. They, yes, they protect our community. They protect our rights. Mm-hmm. And if we all stand together as one, I mean, I'm amazed that when I talk to people and I say, hey, are you a member of Cigar Rights of America? And they say no. I'm like, Why? Because first of all, it's twenty five bucks, and they send you two premium cigars. They send you your membership card. You you got yours right there in your keychain. Yes, yeah, on my keychain. I've got mine in my wallet. So I mean, everywhere I go, I carry it. Yes, sir. And I promote it everywhere I go because I I feel that it's very important for all of us to protect our rights as one. It's vital. You know, it's the same. It's 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 that saying. If you if you don't stand up and have a voice for it, when they do things to us, I don't want to hear you talking. I don't. Well, that's how I am at cigar shop. When I hear people complaining about what the government's doing, yeah. I'm like, hey, are you a member? And they're like, no. Mm-hmm. I'm like, nah. Next hey, conversation. Yeah, yeah, it's like you don't care enough, mm-hmm. and I don't want to listen to you complaining because all you're doing is complaining, right? And you know, the thing about it is, I know I'm a member. I know I've sent letters to my senators. Mm-hmm. There's really nothing left for me to complain about. Nope. I've put it in their court. Yep. You know what I mean? You've and done that, your part. And Right. And I keep doing my part mm-hmm. because I keep sending letters yeah. to my senator. And I keep speaking about it to people, too, because it needs to be, people need to understand it. They need to know that if, if, if we don't talk about it, it's going to stay, you know, it's word of mouth. 
I tell somebody, you tell somebody else, and it keeps going around. If we stop talking about it, then people don't know, and then they're, they're allowed to do or able to do what they want to do. Absolutely. And that's not what it's about. Right. It's not. Don't take – this is my right. I enjoy a good stick. I enjoy a good stick. I'm not going to smoke a stick and go out there and do nothing stupid. It's going to have me sitting back at home or sitting around the, the, uh, the brick and mortar or sitting with Rob, chilling, you know, thinking about just, – just enjoying my, the rest of my day. Come on, man. Leave it alone. It's a no-brainer. No-brainer. I no want to be with Schwarzenegger. I want to walk in behind him. <laughs> I want to walk in right behind him when he goes in talking about that stuff. Man. Yeah, he turns around and says, I'll be back. And I was like, I'm coming with him. <laughs> coming up after the break yes, with sir. the interview, so don't go anywhere. And we'll be right back. Hey, guys. Thanks for hanging through the break with us. We have Mike. Cardis on the line from Albany, New York. He is a McAuliffe ambassador, and he's got a lot of great stories. He's got a great selection of cigars. He smokes pipes. And anyway, we got him on the line. How you doing tonight, Mike? I am doing fantastic. How about yourself? Oh, man, I'm doing good. I appreciate you taking the time to talk with us, man. Absolutely no problem. I was looking forward to it. Awesome, man. Well, we actually chatted a little bit before we started the show, and we were actually talking about some different cigars. So... Tell us how you actually got started in cigars, Mike. Well, let's take us back to 1996. Wow, you're old. Uh, yes, I am. I'm <laughs> one foot in the grave. Right. Um, it was my 19th birthday, and I was walking through the mall with nothing else to do, and uh, you know, by myself. And I, I decided I was gonna get myself a cigar. You know, never had a cigar before, so I stopped in this little smoke shop that was up here at the Colony Center at the time. Now, was that in the mall? Yep, it was in the mall. Isn't that hilarious that you could get cigars at the mall back then? Oh, uh, oh yeah. Not only, could you, <laughs> not only could you get a cigar in the mall back then, but he actually still had a smoking lounge in the back of the cigar shop in the mall. There's nothing like the old days. That's right. So I went in knowing absolutely nothing, and I could tell you exactly what it was like in the cigar shop i loved the way it smelled i loved everything about it and i was talking to the the guy that was behind the counter and he says uh, you know do you know what you're looking for and i says uh nobody really ever wants to ask for help you know right right so i says uh no, no, no i'll be okay and then a couple minutes later he goes let me uh, you know can i suggest something i said well i'm gonna be honest with you you know i've, I've never had a cigar before and he said well, let me give you a few pointers and uh they had uh, their own house line of cigars, so I, I got the cigar, and I, I got a cutter, and he showed me how to cut it and everything. And uh, my parents were dead set against – my parents had quit smoking cigarettes. They were dead set against anybody smoking anything, you know, so I figured – I'll roll the windows down in a truck and I'll, I'll, I'll smoke this cigar on the way home. And no one know? will know. And yeah, nobody will know, you know, because you, you never you never can tell when a guy just has a cigar. Right. Um, you know, th this was before the days of Febreze. Right. Um, I had the window down about a couple inches in a truck and I'm driving home. It was, wasn't even my truck, it was my father's truck. Oh, wow. And, so you're smoking oh, yeah. a cigar in your dad's truck with the window yeah, cracked was, two inches. Yeah. Yeah, I was I wasn't exactly what I would call an intelligent youth. Um, so, and I'll never forget. My dad always kept the truck meticulous, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm I'm driving down the road and I see this. I got this nice long ass going, and it fell between my legs onto the seat, <laughs> and it burned this giant hole <laughs> in the seat of my father's truck. So, me trying to you know cover up the damage went to walmart which we had just gotten here in upstate new york walmart was a new thing to us went to walmart and bought this cool knocked out seat cover for my dad's truck I was going to surprise him with this seat cover well 
my dad was a lot smarter than I was and knew, you know. Yeah, yeah. So he let it go for a little bit, and then he lifted up his seat cover, and then he looked at me and he goes, how was that cigar? And I says, well, you know, what cigar? And he goes, yeah, okay. So, you know, but that was my very first cigar I ever had. That's um, hilarious, man. It was one of their uh, cognac-infused, their own line that they had at the cigar shop at the time. Um, and I, I loved it. And, you know, every couple weeks after that or so, I'd stop up and pick up a few sticks of this and that kind of branched out. And that was when Macanudos were it. You know, everybody smoked Macanudos. Oh, cigar. yeah. Back in the day, that was the name. And that, that was my thing. I was a Macanudo Maduro smoker for a long time. And then, uh, you know, my... My life kind of changed, and uh, some of the you know some of the people I hung out with kind of changed, and I I kind of got away from smoking cigars for quite a while. Um, you know, I'd have one at a wedding or a special occasion or something like that, and then uh, a couple years ago, I started smoking a pipe, kind of as a way to uh, quit smoking cigarettes, which I did do. Um, and then a few friends of mine that I had met in the pipe and cigar group I'm in sent me a few cigars in the mail, and uh, I lit one up and was like, wow, you know, I, I really missed this. So then I went to my local tobacco shop and started, you know, looking at cigars again and realized how long it had been since I had had a cigar because I didn't recognize a darn thing of what I was looking at. <laughs> right. I was like, uh, I remember Macanudos, but I don't remember any of these brands. You know, and of course there was ones I had seen before, but you know, I, I still didn't really, you know, know the difference between, a uh, Nicaraguan or, a. a a this or a that or a Connecticut or a whatever. I just bought cigars at the time when I, you know, a couple of years ago, I say a couple of years ago, about seven years ago, um, when, uh, you know, oh, this one's band looks cool. Right, you know? right, right. <laughs> but uh, I think kind of that's how everybody really cuts their teeth in it. You know, they nobody is born knowing, you know. Yeah, unless, unless you have a, like, really good friend who's a cigar aficionado who teaches you, we all kind of go through that little journey and you know you you learn by going through the pitfalls you know what i mean absolutely it's like anything else you, you learn by your mistakes and not only that you learn that your palate changes over time too what you may have liked five or six or seven years ago or 20 years ago or, or even to some points two or three weeks ago you may have just been in the mood for that particular cigar on that particular day absolutely and and uh you know you go back to it and you're like, ah, well, this, this was great the first time, but I don't know if I'll have a third, you know? Yeah, I, I can think of it like six, seven years ago, some cigars I smoked then. I can't stand those cigars now. Oh, I tried. Uh, I remember when I was a very new cigar smoker, I was in a drugstore and I says, oh, I'll try some of these. And I don't remember if they were Dutch Masters or William Penn's or it was enough that I remembered to not buy <laughs> cigars at a drugstore again. <laughs> Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, not that there's anything wrong with that. You know, if guys like them, good for them. But, hey, uh, yeah, right. I mean, there's something for everybody. And if that's your thing, absolutely. knock yourself out. So let me ask you about this. Uh, how long have you been a McAuliffe ambassador? I believe I became a McAuliffe ambassador somewhere around the beginning of uh, end of June, beginning of July, somewhere in there. Well, let me ask you this, because, you know, we always joke about it on the show. Uh, what's your number? 1320. 1320. See, you, and it's so funny. I tell people who listen to the show, you got to become an ambassador. You get your own coin. You get your own number. And it's funny because once you get your number, you know that number always. You really know it if you're, if you're not, not something that stands out. Right. And you, and you make sure you have your coin when you're on cigar talk too <laughs> exactly exactly so what's funny I've, is i've looked at it enough now that i you know 
Well, mine's 298, and my co-host, Bryant, is 156, so he likes to give me shit all the time because he's lower than me. Oh, well, you know, there's always going to be that guy. Exactly. So, all right, well, I had a couple of questions for you. How long have you been a butcher? 25 years. 25 years. Wow. So you started when you were what? 18? In high school. No kidding. Mm-hmm. Wow. I started... Uh, I can remember the first time I ever wanted to do that too. Um, my dad grew up, uh, you know, in the construction business and my, uh, mother and father were always big, you know, you're going to go to college. You're not going to work your butt off for your, your whole life. You're going to, you know, you're not going to, you're going to make something of yourself and all that. But the first time I ever walked into a, a, a real butcher block meat room, I knew that's what I wanted to do the rest of my life. I mean, wow. Uh, that is cool, have, man. That is cool. I have two, uh, very close, um, they're not relatives by blood, but they're relatives. And I can remember, you know, watching them work and the smell of the meat room, that, that coppery smell and the sawdust on a floor. And it just hooked me. And, you know, I got a job as a, as an apprentice. And back then an apprentice was, that was a rough and tumble way to learn, to learn a trade. Um, there is no school to become a butcher, even to this day. I mean, there's colleges that have basic, meat cutting schools and there is a, a a butcher school of sorts um there's one up here and then there's one out west um but there's really only one way to learn how to become a butcher and that's you know through the apprenticeship through through training and and on the job training and it, um, it's one of those jobs that uh, to this day is uh, school hard knocks hard yeah. knocks you yeah i love that man and you know the thing about it is i don't know how it is up in new york but like in texas we really don't have a lot of places that have butchers anymore. You know, you they have places that, you know, of course, they cut the meat back in the grocery store. But, I mean, when you talk mm-hmm. about a butcher, we actually have, like, scattered out, you know, different places, some butcher shops. And that's where the real butchers are. You know what I mean? Yep. There's always a, a, a sense of pride. And even on some of the butcher forums I'm in on uh, Facebook and whatever, um, there's quite a bit of trash talking that goes back and forth between guys that know how to take a, a standing animal and properly humanely slaughter it and break it and to the old days of cutting hanging beef and full pork and and even poultry to that extent. Um, and uh, they, the, the term box jockey is thrown around a lot uh, for supermarket butchers, um, what they what a lot of guys like to call meat cutters. Um, okay. And there's, there's absolutely nothing wrong with being a meat cutter. It's still a skilled trade. There's still an apprenticeship to it there's you know the the learning curve isn't quite as long personally i can do both um i do uh also uh, custom slaughter mobile butchery and uh, i also um, work at a supermarket up here i'm a uh, meat manager for Shoprite supermarkets um here in the northeast and uh we're a pretty large grocery chain we've got uh well over 200 stores now but we as a company cut more meat than i would say probably any other three grocery chains do total Wow. Um, uh, ShopRite prides itself on the the meat department being part of the backbone of the store. Um, We cut absolutely, if we can cut it in house, we do. Whether it's shoreloins for Porterhouse, Right down to hand cut chicken cutlets every day. We do it all. We as a fan of the butcher, we we're gonna guess like you're eating T bone steaks at home every night. Uh no. <laughs> it's not always the case. Oh. Um it's one of those things, like any other trade, you know, the painter's house is never painted, the carpenter's house is never finished, the mechanic's car is always barely running. Um Please don't the, tell me you're a vegetarian. What? 
I said, please tell me that's you're not a, dirty, a that's a that's a dirty word in my house. <laughs> All right, thank you. Well, in Texas, um, it's pretty close. I'll be honest. We probably, as a family, my wife and myself, probably eat more beef than than quite a few people. Uh, pork too. You'd fit right in in Texas, man. Don't you guys have cows couches made out of whole cows down there? Absolutely. I thought so. Some couches are made out of two cows because they're so big. You're probably sitting on one right now. <laughs> no, I'm actually sitting in a, a a nice handcrafted wood chair built in 1934. Now, see, that's class. It's like you know what they don't build them like they used to. I'm sitting on a plastic extruded resin chair made whenever i before i bought it at the yard sale <laughs> right so let me ask you this you, you were talking earlier about a mcauliffe meet and greet tell us about when that's going to be where it's going to be and a little more detail about that okay the mcauliffe meet and greet is going to be september 16th um which is a monday from six to nine at Queensberry Pipe and Cigar in Queensberry. It's a fantastic venue. It basically reminds you of a old-fashioned Adirondack log cabin. Oh, nice! Made into a made into a fantastic cigar lounge with a huge humidor. Um, fantastic coffee shop inside. Beautiful deck. Um, Kathleen Kelly's the owner. She's owned it for forever. She puts her heart and soul in the business. Um, I urge you guys to check out um, Queensberry Cigar and Pipe. And uh, queensberrycigarandpipe.com, and also uh, it's Cup of Joe's, um, C-U-P-O-J-O-E-S.com. It's a, um, that's their online business. Um, basically, she, she runs a fantastic operation up there. Well, that's awesome, man. And I'll tell you what, I love cigar shops that have great coffee because, you know, I, don't, I, I enjoy having a bourbon with my cigar. I enjoy, mm-hmm. I've just started learning more about the scotch with my cigars, but... You know, I'm not drinking every day. So when I go to the cigar shop, man, I love a great cup of coffee to pair it up with. Well, here's the even better part. She has her own line of coffee. Oh, no kidding. Kathleen's coffee is absolutely fantastic. I really recommend if you guys get a chance. Um, it also is available on her website. Try any of her coffees. I personally love um, that the entire Dead Man's line she's, she has is absolutely fantastic. You can't go wrong with any of it. I'll definitely check that out because, man, I, me and my wife, we order coffee from all over, grind it up, brew it up. And, I'm in fact, I'm right now I'm drinking some amazing coffee. Actually, it's from Al McAuliffe's Restaurant in Fort Worth from the Riata Restaurant. And yep. it is a Texas pecan medium roast coffee. Oh, it's amazing, and it pairs up great with cigars. I'm uh, actually drinking a cup of coffee myself, and it's uh, from a local coffee company up here as well. You guys have probably heard of Death Wish Coffee. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, you ever heard of the guitarist Zach Wild? Yeah, absolutely. From Black Label Society. He has his own line of Death Wish Coffee called Valhalla Java Odin Force. Is it pretty bold? Oh, and then some. Oh, nice. Um, it's, a, it's a great brew it's strong but it's not overpowering it's not bitter and uh it'll get you where you need to be you don't need to drink a lot of this stuff i could drink it every day all day um but uh i drink it when i'm having a cigar here and there um if i'm getting up real early to go on an ice fishing trip or a hunting trip something like that something to get you up and get you going valhalla job Odin force is definitely a fantastic blend what's funny is i've only been drinking coffee for about maybe two two and a half years and what? i yeah i've only been drinking coffee for about two and a half years my wife was always a coffee drinker and 
she was always like, oh, you need to try this. And I was like, I don't like hot drinks, so I, I don't drink coffee. And one day she was drinking some coffee, and I was smoking a cigar. And I was like, let me, that smells really good, so let me try it. Dude, it paired up so good with my cigar, I've been hooked on coffee ever since. Well, I can tell you this. Butchers drink more coffee than, I don't know, than, uh, what's his name there? Juan Valdez has beans. Um, <laughs> oh, that's butchers, funny. Butchers run on coffee. Yeah. I probably, I, I probably, well, not probably, I do drink way too more coffee than I probably should, but. I'm with you. And now, now that, and it's funny because whenever I started drinking coffee, I didn't start with like coffee and cream and sugar. I just started full black coffee. And Ooh, that's you the went way. all. Yeah. And so that's the way I've always drank it. I've never put anything in my coffee. And so every morning I get up, I make a pot of coffee, I grind the beans, and my wife wakes up to great smelling coffee. And that's just, that's our daily routine. Last thing I do before I go to bed is fill the coffee maker and set the timer. Very nice. Very nice. Well, you're a little more advanced than me. I don't have a fancy coffee maker that does the timer. I have to do it myself. Oh, no. Mine's got the, uh, trust me, mine's a, I don't know, $29. I think it's a, I think it's a Mr. Coffee or whatever, but it's got the delay brew. And there is nothing better than getting up in the morning and not having to wait for the coffee. Very, oh, very know, nice, when, yes. When I say I drink a lot of coffee, we have a curry, a regular coffee pot on the counter. We have a curry machine on the counter. And I've also got an espresso maker in case things get real bad. <laughs> nice. You know what? I've been looking at espresso makers myself. And it's funny that you say that because we have uh, some coffee, a big coffee pot maker that makes, you know, lots of coffee. I don't even know the name of it. But then right next to it, we have the Keurig because if I'm not making coffee, my wife drinks that. Mm-hmm. And then I was thinking, you know what I need is a cappuccino machine. And I told my wife that today, and she's like, I don't want a cappuccino machine in the kitchen. Uh, so, that's like work. Well, I told her, I said, you don't have to put it in the kitchen. I'll put it in my cigar lounge outside. There you go. So, you know, whenever I want cappuccino, I can have it. So, Well, I'll, I'll make a suggestion. My buddy, uh, Darren, who I go fishing with all the time, um, has one of those uh, ninja coffee makers that does like all – 37 things it makes coffee and does curry and you know makes cappuccinos and i i think it's working on the national debt too i'm not really sure but uh he's pretty enthused with that thing but it for us it would just take up entirely too much counter space and i think my wife might hurt me if i tell her we need another coffee machine I, I understand but find out which one he has because i've seen those ninjas and i've actually been looking into those so i'd love to know which one he has I will. I'll, I'll find out for you. Awesome. Hey, so tell us about the uh, tobacco group that you belong to, Briar Nation. Okay. Briar Nation um, was started by Jeremy Feliciano. Um, he's in the Navy. We call him a skipper. And it's, if I'm being a little, uh, I don't know, selfish here, I personally think it's the best pipe and cigar group that there is on Facebook. Um, it was started by a group of veterans. There's a fantastic admin team. Um, it's not just all about pipes. It's not just all about cigars. It's a little of both. Um, I thoroughly encourage everyone to that would be interested to look up Briar Nation and, um, you know, join. Yeah, and I'll, we, I'll, uh, uh, I'll add a link on the website so it'll take you straight to their page. So if you're interested oh, in joining great. up, they can take a look at it and see what they want to do, man. The uh, You know, we do a lot for... Um, Jeremy does a lot, and uh, some of the other admins and guys on the group do a lot for uh, raising money for veterans benefits, um, veterans affairs, Wounded Warrior Project, um, local veterans stuff. Um, a couple years ago, we did a box stuffer. 
Uh, we always do a, one of our guys in the, in the group, Joe, he does a big Toys for Tots deal every year. Um, but it's, a, I mean, we've got everybody in the group from guys that only smoke Opus X's to guys that smoke only Backwood cigars, <laughs> got, um, guys that only smoke Lane 1Q uh, aromatic tobacco to guys that only smoke the best of Esoterica. Um, it's a great group of guys from every genre of type of person in the entire world. I mean, we've got members from Japan, Germany, India, the U.S., just everywhere. I mean, it's a, it's a great group of guys. Isn't that one of the cool things about the Internet is you can have a community and they can be spread out all over the world? Absolutely. You know, when I first uh, started smoking a pipe and, and uh, things like that and I joined Briar Nation, the, the camaraderie in this group and the, the, the brotherhood and sisterhood that it, that it is and that it's continued to become, you know, guys are constantly sending, you know, oh, yeah, you want to you like that? You never had one of these cigars here. I'll, I'll send you one and try one. And, and, you know, vice versa, you know, you, you get something and you, you send it to somebody or, you know, as a, as a gift or a trade or, or what have you, you know, and, and, uh, the, the amount of experience and, and knowledge that's in this group overall, when it comes to cigars, pipes, um, even right down to chewing tobacco or the old fashioned powdered snuff, it's, it's just extraordinary. And it's funny that you say the old-fashioned powdered stuff. My dad actually used to dip that stuff. And it's like, I don't know how you do it, but I know he did that for years. Oh, it's easy. <laughs> <laughs> You've had experience. Absolutely. Oh, man. And, you know, that's one of the things I love about groups that are centered around tobacco is because, like we were talking about earlier, when you first go into a tobacco shop, you don't really know anything, and you kind of feel intimidated, and so you don't ask for help, and you don't ask questions. What a great opportunity to learn from these guys who have all this experience so that you can actually grow into the community a lot faster and skip some of the pitfalls that we went through. Absolutely. And, uh, you know... Let's face it, no matter what state you're in, you know, New York up here, our, our tobacco tax on cigars and pipe tobacco is a glorious 75% luxury tax. In this day and age, not too many people I know are independently wealthy. So you can save yourself a, a considerable chunk of money, too, by just asking some questions and learning some things based off of what you already have and know. You can, you know, you can say, look, at I had this connecticut or this whatever and i really didn't care for it because it's very this note or that note or i didn't care for this about it and you know guys will say hey well it sounds like you're more geared towards uh, a nicaraguan or uh or uh even a maduro or something along those lines try one of those and see where you're at versus it having to go through 8 10 12 cigars before you hit that that one that you like oh yeah and i know that i've gone through tons of cigars that i don't like and so, you know, like when I go into the humidor at my local uh, B&M, uh, it's the leaf here in Abilene. But anyway, when I go in there, it's like I've smoked, I can't say I've smoked the whole humidor, but I've smoked probably 80% of it. And so I know exactly where I'm going when I want to go in there. And so I smoked a lot of cigars I didn't like to get to find the selections that I do like. And, and that's the thing, too. I mean... You know, you get guys that have had uh, and girls that have tried a, a cigar or two, and unfortunately, they got something that's not, you know, to their taste or, or their liking, and because they don't have any information to start out with, you know, they buy a, a, a cheap stick or something that's that's poorly constructed, 
and they don't have a good smoking experience with it overall or at all. And they say, well, I just don't like cigars. Right. And it doesn't necessarily have to be like that. Um, you know, that, that's, that's what comes with, with having some people that you can rely on, uh, particularly myself. Um, when I first, you know, started smoking a pipe and, 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 uh, and cigars again is you've got people that you can reach out to via Facebook groups, um, even more sometimes than your local tobacconist, because, um, because your local tobacconist may really like a cigar that you don't like at all, but he sells it to you because he thinks it's good. Right. Um, so you've got a wealth of knowledge and a, and a wealth of people to reach out to and that are 99.9% of the time, generally friendly folks. Oh yeah. You know, they're willing to help, willing to, willing to uh, take some time with you and spend some time with you. And that's where Briar Nation really excels. Um, you know, guys are, are, they don't look down on somebody because they like to smoke quorums or they like to smoke a factory second suite. Um, because if that's what you like, that's what you like. And that's great. Well, you know, it's funny that you say that because we just recently lost one of our brothers of the leaf. He was 71 years old. He passed away a few weeks ago. And I tell you what, we loved him. His name was Fred and he would come in the shop every day at five thirty, and he would buy a house blend cigar that was two dollars and 31 cents and that's what he smoked every single day and you know what and god bless him for and, it and nobody cared it's like and i tell everybody the cigar is only a small portion of the community uh this is the most open community that i've ever been a part of and that's what mm -hmm. makes it special is that people don't really judge you for what you're smoking and it's like we were talking earlier you know i'm not a fan of acid cigars at all and but if that's what you want to smoke man have at it there's a uh, guy that goes into tobacco shops that i go to super dave we is his nickname and uh he likes trader jacks he smokes trader jacks all the oh, time dude have you smelled the trader jack i have i've smoked them oh have you really uh, yeah oh i like them no, on occasion no way yeah, man, I tell you what, when they, they have them at our shop and they're in one of these airtight canisters and whenever you open up that canister, you just get this, this, this smell that just almost knocks me down. It is mm -hmm. so strong, but I've never smoked one. I have. And, uh, on occasion I, I will again. Wow. Um, yeah. Every once in a while I'll get a hankering for a Trader Jack or a, even a backwoods from time to time. Hey, that's that. My co-host started on a backwoods. Everybody in their life, at one point or another, smoked a backwoods cigar. <laughs> he uh, he said he used to get them when he was, I think, nineteen at the convenience store. Backwoods are, are are big up here in convenience store cigars. You know, and it's like you said, it's it's all about finding what you like, and maybe branching out here or there to try something new. You know, and you never know. You might find something that you really like, or you might decide that you you like what you like, and there's nothing wrong with that. Oh, absolutely. Hey, so I wanted to ask you another question. Uh, mm -hmm. So you've been a McAuliffe ambassador. Which which McAuliffe cigar have you uh, enjoyed the most? Would you say? I would say the the Grande Bold Maduro is is my my go to. That's a great stick. That in fact, that's one of the first McAuliffe's that I ever smoked. It's the first McAuliffe I ever smoked, and I I still continue to go back to it, and I will from here on out. Uh, I think it's a fantastic smoke, and one thing about McAuliffe that I really, really like is the product quality and consistency from stick to stick versus some or most of the big name cigar companies that are out there. Right. From stick to stick versus almost any other cigar company that's out there. When you buy a McAuliffe, you know you're going to get a good stick. 
Yeah, it's funny that you say that. On our last show, we did like the top 10 tips for cigars. And the number one was the quality of the construction. And Mm -hmm. that goes a long ways because the worst thing you can do is spend, you know, anywhere from five to $20 on a cigar and the construction sucks and it ruins the experience of the cigar. Here's kind of the way I look at it. About four or five months ago, I discovered the rediscovered the Punch Diablo line, and I had bought a few of them. Uh, pretty much every time I went to my B and M, if I was hanging out for a while, I grabbed a Punch Diablo, fired up, and I really thoroughly enjoyed them. And then the other day I went and I got one, and it really wasn't that great. Um, it was nowhere near as good as some of the other ones I've had. As a matter of fact, it, it burned pretty bad, and it. Uh, the flavor profile was totally different all over the board. And that's the difference for me when I look to buy a cigar is that if I buy a cigar and it's good, regardless of the price point, chances are I'll probably buy another one. Right. And if that one's as good, I'll probably buy a third. But if the third one is nowhere near like the first two, I'm probably not going to buy another one. But if there is a cigar that like, for instance, I'm just saying a McAuliffe, which I've been thoroughly impressed with up to this point that even if it's a few dollars more per stick, if it's consistent and great from stick to stick to stick throughout the line, I'm going to continue to buy that cigar with confidence that it's going to be great. And I'm going to have faith that if I give one of those cigars to a friend of mine, that's a seasoned cigar smoker, that they're going to get the same good smoking experience that I am, which is unfortunately in today's cigar world of everybody and their brother coming out with a, with the latest and greatest cigar, that's not a, a consistent reality in, in the market these days. Yeah, it doesn't seem like they, it, it's not like they're focused on quality. You know what I mean? It's like everybody wants to come out with their special blend. Let's let's mm-hmm. get the quality down before we start coming out with all these blends. And well, it, I, exactly. I, I was talking to a good friend of the show, uh, Paul, that does the uh, 5150 tour, and he was telling me that he bought a box of, I think it was the Aquitaine from Romacraft, and he bought a box. Well, actually, he didn't buy a box. He bought a bundle of 20, and out of 20 cigars, seven of them were no good. Well, I'll, I'll tell you this. If you were a baseball player, You'd barely make the Hall of Fame with that. <laughs> right? Well, you know, the bad thing is, is a year ago, we were all over Roma Craft because, and the, the reason that we loved them was because their construction was perfect every time. And I get, you know, if you get a box of cigars, I'm not even going to be upset if I get one cigar that is plugged or comes unraveled because I'm going to give you that one. But yeah. seven out of 20, man, that's, that's a big percentage of your bundle right there. Look at it this way. If uh, that percentage of your car was damaged, you total it out. <laughs> right. If, if that percentage of you was dead, they'd pull the plug. Absolutely, uh-huh. man. And that's for me. Um, and I'm only speaking for myself here. That's the biggest problem I have with this some of uh, the larger cigar makers nowadays is that the consistency is all over the board. Right. Um, and I totally understand that tobacco is a living, breathing thing coming from a, a, a butcher standpoint um, where every cow is different. Every pig is different. I understand that it's a living, breathing thing. And someone has to put their hands on that to create that product. So there is going to be a, uh, 
you know, some discrepancy there. But unfortunately, in some cigar companies nowadays, there's a wild discrepancy from even in the same box from one cigar is fantastic and the next is absolutely horrible. Right. And let me tell you this. I've been smoking McAuliffe cigars probably since about mid-February. And so what is that? We're in September now. So six, seven Mm -hmm. months, somewhere in there. And in that time frame, I think I've smoked in the neighborhood of around 120 to 140 McAuliffe cigars so far. But I think it speaks volumes to their quality control. I have not had one cigar that I had an issue with. I can I can totally agree with you there. Um, So if you're talking about out of 140 cigars, that's amazing. It's it, it speaks volumes to the uh, equality that they put into their product and into their blends. Well, um, you know, I, I think it starts at the top. It's it's a focus on supplying the best possible cigar for the consumer. And I think when you set the expectations, you know, I, I imagine and I don't know this, but I'm just imagining at their uh, tobacco factory that when they see cigars that don't make the cut they throw them out they don't send them in the package and say oh well what's the difference if we include five or six of these in every 10 or 15 20 cigars you know what i mean absolutely so that's that's one of the reasons that i am so uh much of a supporter of the mccallif brand is just because they are over the top about construction and for me that's the number one thing i can even smoke a cigar that i don't think is just delicious but if the construction's good, I'll still enjoy it because it was a good smoke. Now, you throw in great blending, great tobacco, man, you've hit a home run for me. Oh, absolutely. I totally agree. I had the uh, Nicaragua last week, and it not only was the flavor profile fantastic, the draw was fantastic, and that's, that's one of my pet peeves with a cigar is that I cannot stand a cigar with a super tight draw. Oh, you're right there with me, brother. If you have a tight draw on a cigar, I'm probably going to throw it away. My wife even gave me this advice once. She knew I was frustrated because the cigar was too tight and I was bitching about it. And she was like, life's too short. Throw it away. Start another one. And I was like, that's a good wife right there. Absolutely. You know, I get it with some cigars. You got to, you know, with me, I've always got a pipe tool handy. So it's got the little poker on it. I can step in and open it up a little bit. But if I've got to continually do that with a cigar, it, it just becomes annoying. It takes away from the entire smoking experience. Oh, absolutely. Um, and, you know, the second thing is a tunnel burn. So number one is a too tight of a draw. Number two for me is a tunnel burn. Oh, it just drives me crazy. Whenever I have a cigar with a really tight draw on it, it always seems like it's going to burn all cockeyed too, which kind of would make sense. But it, it, for me, enjoying a cigar or enjoying a pipe or whatever – is about being able to relax. And if I'm getting aggravated and not being able to relax... It takes all the pleasure out of it. Exactly. Um, I, I may as well be back to smoking a, I don't know, way in pen again. <laughs> Across the McAuliffe line, I don't think you can find out of any of them, whatever your palate is, whatever your preference is, that aren't consistent cigar to cigar, from box to box, whether it's the smoking experience, the flavor profile, the burn, anything that isn't consistent across the board. And that speaks volumes to quality control. Well, I'm going to give you some advice brother to brother, okay? Mm-hmm. Have you had the medallia? 
I have not. That is the cigar you got to try. Man, that cigar will blow your skirt up. It is amazing from beginning to end. I probably, right now, I've been on a kick for those for probably almost two months. And I'm thinking right now I probably smoke at least one a day. The other day I was at the shop and my buddy Paul was like, you're smoking another one of those? That's your third one. And I was like, no, that's my fourth one. (laughs) (laughs) So if you get an opportunity, and let me know if they have those at your local shop or not. And if they don't, man, I'll send you a couple because I really want you to try these. There's actually, that's uh, why one of the reasons why we're having this meet and greet is there's not a McAuliffe distributor or shop that carries them yet up here in upstate new york um, oh, okay besides, unless you go way out on the southern tier like buffalo or that area um unless something has changed very very recently but you know that's why i, I i've had a very hard time backing things that i haven't experienced myself right um i i've got a uh, i'm just kind of built that way um i'm not one that believes in the latest and greatest of 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 anything just because somebody else told me so um, and I don't, I don't stick my certificate of approval, if you will, um, on something that I haven't experienced or, or, or enjoyed myself. And that's across the board, um, because I'm a big hunter and, and fisherman as well. And every year I see, you know, an outdoor life magazine and all this stuff. Oh, you know, the, the latest, uh, camo or this or that or whatever. And, um, I, I don't buy into it. <clears throat> and this, I, I do the same thing with, uh, my pipe tobacco and, uh, and, and cigars as well. Um, you know, you see advertisements for the, the, the new such and such by this guy or that guy in, in the cigar line. And I'll be honest, most of the time I'm disappointed. Oh, I agree. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't, uh, you know, I have one and I'm like, eh, you know, uh, it was a decent smoke, but was it, you know, mind blowing? No. And that's the difference that I've found with Macau cigars is that between the construction, the tobacco quality, the burn, the draw across the board is, it's top notch. And from the amount of them that I've had myself, um, I've yet to have a bad one. I mean, I, I say it all the time, but that speaks volumes to where it all begins, you know, with the, the sourcing of the tobacco, the consistency and quality. You know, and that, that goes right on to, you know, um, Al himself and everybody else setting the bar high and maintaining it because you can go to it. It happens with restaurants, too. You can go to a steakhouse and have a fantastic steak and six months later, go back to that steakhouse and it's nowhere near as good. And six months later, that steakhouse is closed because they set the bar high, but they don't maintain it. Right. You know, that's just kind of where I'm at with it. Um, the, uh, you know, across the whole line, I mean, look at. Look at the uh, awards that they've won. You know, the ratings, 95, 93, 92, 96, Oh, I know, man. The, the whole line. Well, I'll tell you um, what. I, I really, and I don't want... I don't want to jinx it, okay? But I really, because I love this cigar so much, I am very... Uh, I, I'm hoping and I'm really thinking that maybe the medallia is going to be in the top 25. And I tell you what, it's amazing. It has a four-year-old San Andreas Habano wrapper. It has a four-year-old Sumatra binder. And then the filler is four-year-old Nicaraguan and Dominican. So, I mean, you're getting a complete four-year-old age cigar. And, dude, it is lights out. And the uh, Corona Extra, 
which is six and a half inches long, I believe, is uh-huh. only, here in Texas. It's only nine dollars. That's the difference between a McAuliffe and you know I don't want to throw cigar name companies names out there because people have their their own sure sure their own that they like and I don't want to sound like I'm trashing them but you know I'm a huge fan of the uh, Drew Estate Underground. There's a lot of Drew Estate cigars I don't care for, um, sure. and there's some that I really like. But if it was a toss up between you know uh, an Undercrown and a McAuliffe, they're both in the same ballpark with price point. A lot of it is going to have to do with what I feel like having that day. But second of all, is going to have to do with the fact that of the last 20 Undercrowns I've bought, at least four of them I've had to fuss with and fiddle with because it had a tight draw or it didn't burn or I had one that wouldn't stay lit. It was like the only inflammable cigar I've ever <laughs> had in my entire life it would not stay lit. Right. Well, I'll tell you what, I and I, I do like the Undercrown, and the Undercrown that I like is the uh, Maduro Flying Pig. Have you had one of those? I keep hearing about them. I have not had one yet. I usually just like the uh, either the Underground uh, Corona or the Toro. I believe it's Toro. The, uh, you know, I'm kind of, uh, I don't know, a, a, a stick in the mud when it comes to that. I, I find a cigar that I like, and I have a tendency to stick with it, and I usually have a tendency to stick with it to the fact that if they don't have one of the size that I like, I probably won't buy one in a different size. I got you. Um, why I'm that way, I don't know. I guess just because I'm weird. You're old, <laughs> you're old and stubborn. <laughs> Wait a minute, old and stubborn. Are you older than me? I am older than you, and I'm very stubborn. <laughs> hey, so, hey, Matt, before we wrap up, I wanted to ask you one thing. I heard this rumor about you, and it's something that I hadn't brought up to you yet, but I heard a rumor that you were into tractor pulls. There, there may be some truth to that rumor. <laughs> well, you know, what's funny is I used to go to tractor pulls back before they got crazy. You remember, oh, yeah. well, I'm older than you, but back in the 70s is whenever I started going to tractor pulls, we actually had a family reunion in this small little town, and every year we actually had our reunion at this state park the same time that they had these tractor pulls, and these tractor pulls were not like we have today. These were just, you know, tractors that were modified, but not crazy modified. They were pretty much what what guys were using on the farm and could <laughs> yeah. afford to put a few extra parts on. Right. Of course, back when you back when you went to them, they probably still used mules. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they had mule and forty acres to plow. <laughs> I saw some pictures actually, and it looked like some pretty impressive uh, tractor pull equipment that you guys were working on. Uh, tractor pulls up here at, at the county fairs are they're they're big things. The tractor pulls, truck pulls. Um, up here we have the local uh, Lebanon Valley Speedway which is, uh, that, that's a big deal. Um, yeah, well, we have Lebanon Valley Speedway and Dragway. Um, so there's drag racing and, you know, regular dirt track racing and uh, modified racing. They also have the monster trucks, monster jam over there all the time, tractor pulls. And I don't think you can find a kid that grew up where I did, um, which is a little south of Albany here, more out towards the country, that at least hadn't been to Lebanon Valley with your parents and gone deaf on a Friday night at least once. And let me tell you, in the 70s, we didn't have earplugs. Oh, and when I grew up, you didn't have helmets or or (laughs) We didn't have any of that. You know, we had, if if you didn't leave the house in the morning and not come back till nighttime um, and make something 
to do for yourself, your parents found something for you to do. And I guarantee you, whatever they found near as fun. <laughs> wasn't going to be nearly as fun. I mean, you got on your bike, you, you maybe took a bottle of water and that was it. You know, our bikes didn't have water bottle holders and all that. I mean, no, you know what my bicycle had? My bicycle actually had a laundry clip with a playing card on it. So it sounded like I had mufflers on my bike. Oh, there you, you had drag pipes on it. Yeah, we did that with baseball cards. Oh, okay. And looking back now, that was a pretty stupid thing because <laughs> yeah. a lot of those baseball cards were <laughs> worth a lot of money. Yeah, no kidding. So, well, hey, man, we appreciate you taking the time to come on the show. And, uh, and dude, enjoyed talking to you. I look forward to talking to you more. And hopefully someday we'll uh, sit together and drink some coffee and enjoy a good cigar, man. Absolutely, brother. I've had a great time. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for the opportunity. Oh, man, absolutely. If there's anything that we can do for you guys uh, as far as your group, your uh, McAuliffe meet and greet, shoot me a message. We'll promote it. We'll uh, put links on the website. We'll take care of you, man. That's awesome. I appreciate it. I know Paul and I are looking forward to it. Um, you know, I've got a lot of guys in this area that are, that are definitely going to come and uh, check it out. You know, and I think they're really going to be impressed with the McAuliffe line um, oh, as I much as so I too. was. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I had a friend of mine that gave me my, my first couple of McAuliffe cigars, and I can't thank him enough. You know, he was he was really generous with that. And, uh, you know, I, I really look forward to the, to, the, to the whole thing, you know, being an ambassador, you know, and, and you know, the company as a whole, you know, right from the, the top on down are just a, a, a great group of guys and gals that, that just, you know, they, they really they put their, their effort into – you know, maintaining a, a fantastic cigar line of which I have no doubt is going to continue to grow and flourish and be successful. Oh, I agree 100%. We always say the the thing about McAuliffe is they create a great experience for a cigar smoker and they have a cigar for everyone. And that's not just blending, but that's price point to price point And from palate to palate, they make a cigar for everyone. A hundred percent agree there. I think um, if I was to suggest a uh, uh, even a new cigar smoker um, to try a McAuliffe, um, I would absolutely have him try the La Crema. Oh um, yeah, great smoke, man! Great smoke. And I'll tell you another smoke for some new guys that you know they don't want to spend the you know ten dollars a stick. The uh, McAuliffe Torcedor is in the neighborhood of about $4.20 to about $4.80, depending on if you get the box press or the torpedo. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, dude, if you can't afford a $4.20 cigar, you probably should be doing something other than smoking cigars. True. I, I 100% agree. This would be back down there with me smoking them Crater Jacks again. <laughs> right, man. Right. Well, hey, man, we appreciate you being on the show, and uh, you have a great evening, man, and we'll talk to you soon, brother. Thanks a lot. I sure do appreciate it. Hey, thank you, Mike. Take care. All right, guys, welcome back from the interview. Anyway, let's get to this week's Luxury Cigar Club winner. <laughs> And you know what? You know it's almost time. Yeah, I'm checking the mail already. You what are is the it? Only one. Yes, I got my email yet the other day. Said uh, you have a. Uh, oh, did you get it? Yes, you got the email saying yes. it's coming. Yes. Nice. <laughs> hey, so let me ask you this. Go ahead. Do you still have sticks from your last box? Nope, I smoked. Oh, the last good, one. good, good. <laughs> You don't want me to man, because I can't make it more than a week and a half, and I'm yeah, I'm in there. You know what I mean? Because it's funny, because a lot of times those are cigars that I've never smoked yes, before. Yes. So they're just like calling Colin, my name yes, every sir. time I open the humidor. Rob. Yeah, exactly. Then they get like raw. Well, it's like I open there. I'm like, oh, I'm not gonna smoke those yet. I'm saving them. Yep. Every time they're like smoke 
me. <laughs> so anyway, I can't wait till they come. It's yes. like Christmas every month. Yes. So if you're not a member, go buy the link on our website. Go by there, sign up for their platinum. It's sixty bucks. I did the research after we got our last box. Sure did. It was seventy eight dollars, yes. and that's Texas price. Texas price, not, not California. California. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guys, man. Yeah. Man, if you're in California, our hearts go out to you, Ooh. and that's for many reasons. Ooh. Especially after that conversation with uh, Junior. Oh yeah. And the way he told us about the prices, man, I was like, oh my goodness, oh, wow. man. So we are blessed in Texas as a cigar community. Yeah. You know, so many states are just raping. Yes, yeah, you know, it's bleeding you dry. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. In fact, I saw a article, I believe it was last week, in Nebraska just passed a cig uh, cigarette tax of like 46%. And not only did they do that on the cigarettes, they passed it on to the cigars. Man, that's highway so, robbery, Like man. we were talking earlier, sign up for Cigar Rights of America. Stand up for your rights. If you don't, you can't say anything, man. Yeah, I mean. And you limit our voice, too. Because it's more than just me and Rob and the people that are part of Cigar Rights right now. It's right. more than just us. Absolutely. And here's the thing. If you're living in a state, say, like California, where the taxes, I think, is like 75%. Good Lord. Don't think they won't raise it again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just yeah. because it's 75, no way they're going to raise it. No, that's not true. Yep. They got their foot in the door. Mm -hmm. They're going to just keep kicking it until it just falls down. That's correct. And then we can't smoke. Nope. You can't I afford mean, it. If, yep. if the tax was 75% here, I'd be homeless. Because <laughs> you can still go smoke. Right. You know what I mean? So, anyway, uh, hey guys, uh, this week's Luxury Cigar Club winner is Brian Anderson. So, congratulations, Brian. We Brian, will send yeah. you a uh, link to their website and you'll use a code that we send you. Sign up for the Platinum. They'll send you the free box. And congratulations. Yes. You're this week's Luxury Cigar Club winner. Congratulations, Brian. Mr. Anderson. Mr. Anderson. So, anyway, let's talk about the McAuliffe Ambassador Program. Yes. We talk about it every week. I don't understand how you could not be a member already if you're listening to this show. You know <laughs> what I mean? True. Very true. I mean, that's all we talk about. You know about. what? I, I got a little surprise coming for you as uh -huh. far as the ambassador goes. Uh -huh. I'm not going to tell you what They're it gonna is. They're going to change your number. I, no, no. <laughs> anyway, I got a little surprise coming for you. Okay. But anyway. Um, yeah. yeah. You're not liking that, are you? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm giving you that rock, eye, rock eyebrow, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's my Jack Nicholson look. So anyway, we have a link on our website. Go by there. Check out the McAuliffe Ambassador Program. They send you a coin with your own number on it. They send you a handwritten certificate. And then you'll join up with the Facebook club, yes. uh, the membership of the ambassadors for McAuliffe. And they do tons of cool things yes, with their do. ambassadors. Yes, they do. They treat us well. Uh, yeah, they really do. And we like to have the ambassadors on the show. Uh, it's funny because I was talking to a couple of barrel burners on the show, mm. and they were also uh, McAuliffe ambassadors. I'm trying. So, I mean, they're big. Yes, sir. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. So we love being a part of it, and we hope that you'll sign up too. Yes, sir. So anyway, uh, before we go, I wanted to talk a minute about our home shop, because if you guys are ever passing through Abilene, you got to stop off at the Leaf. Got to. It's on North 3rd and Pine, and Google it. 
It's the Leaf, and it's the only premium cigar shop in Abilene, and they have a walk-in humidor Hume. that has tons of cigars. Yes. I mean, you, if you'll find something that you're going to love in most that definitely. humidor. Yes, most I definitely. find something that I love in there daily. Yes, daily. Yes. So anyway, go by there. Uh, Jay and Scott are there every day every during day. the morning. On the evening, you got Dwayne. On Friday night, you got yeah, Deb. Deb. Yeah. And so they have a great staff. They're very friendly, very knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. So go by there there and see jay and scott tell them we said hello tell them we sent you you know yes. jay has got the biggest heart he does of anybody man. i know he does and it's just not he, you know he makes me feel guilty <laughs> because he's such a good-hearted it's, guy it's not hard to make you feel guilty bro <laughs> <laughs> the duke blue devil makes you feel guilty <laughs> oh, oh man uh, anyway I guess that's about wraps it up yeah, yes, so it does it was till a good one. next time keep smoking